For me, it's a series mainly actually about tolerance, which I think we could do with a lot more of in the world. And certainly being in Washington, D.C., um, and I've been reading all about American history, it seems to be all about tolerance right from the beginning. That was the idea. So the show for me is all about that. Marta Dusseldorf plays Sarah Adams on the popular Australian television series, A Place to Call Home. In November 2016, Marta and her husband, Benjamin Winsbeer, also a cast member, spoke before a group of public television programmers in Washington, D.C. Our moderator is Bill Young of Dallas public television station KERA and the author of the blog, Telespotting. Please be advised that this podcast does contain spoilers. Are you aware of the popularity in the U.S. of the series? Yeah, I mean, certainly there's an incredible fan base in Australia and with social media, we've got an idea of just how many fan groups there are around the world. Um, it's sold to 140 countries and they contact us constantly, um, which is great. Actually, being here on the ground is so important. I believe in face-to-face, -face. I really do. I'm from the theater originally, and meeting everyone has been so invigorating and has really spurred me personally on to, to really um, stand up for this show. And I also do Janet King with Acorn TV. So yeah, I'm going back to shoot in next season of Janet, and then I think we're doing another season of Place to Call Home straight after that. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned theater. Both of you have a very strong stage and theater background, uh, and you just finished a play together? Yes, I just survived a play, is the way I like to say it. <laughs> a new Australian work, and this is part of why we do what we do and why we love what we love, because we like to tell our stories and to, so to share them with the world just is such an added bonus and I think the world is becoming smaller and we are starting to become one community with many cultures inside that community. Yeah, that's one of the great joys of, of working on A Place to Call Home as well. It was Bevan's vision, his inclusive vision of uh, how we all make room in our lives and our beliefs and our hearts for each other, how we mourn the loss that's essential with change, but how none of that change can be resisted. So I think, I think the heart of the piece is so, so strong and so real that everyone who's worked on it has really enjoyed. Well, as, as actors in both stage and theater and on television, are there, are there things that help you going either way? Does the theater and stage experience help you in doing TV or vice versa? Yeah, I took a six-year break from theatre to, um, to explore the television phenomenon and I was lucky enough to work the whole time. And in returning to the stage, what happened was I had to meet my audience again, um, a bit like I'm meeting you today. And it's such an important thing to have that immediate response because on a set you do it, obviously, let's say up to 12 times in different angles or different takes. So it was important for me to go back and understand the rigor and the honesty that you have to have in your work. You absolutely cannot fake it. Um, I know we're faking it, but you can't, you can't afford to not give your heart and soul and, and blood to it. I did it in a tiny theater on purpose so that only 100 people a night could come. And um, the energy in the space was amazing. And quite often I'd hear them afterwards go, that was nothing like a place to call home. 
And I thought that's a good thing, you know, because these are people who don't normally go to the theatre, let's say, and suddenly they're in this hundred-seater in King's Cross, I don't know if you know that in Sydney, which is quite a sort of, you know, eccentric place. Um, <laughs> so it was a lovely sharing. Um, and television should be that, and I feel like the shows that I do, certainly, that's our main, main reason, is to be relatable, to ask questions of our audience, where are we now? How far have we come? And how f much further do we have to go? And that's certainly a place to call Holmes Mantra, but also Janet King, because that's a legal drama looking at the world and what we need to do to make it better. From a drama standpoint, a place to call home has a little bit of drama. Yeah, well, it's a <laughs> melodrama, which um, is a tricky genre. It, it's very tricky, but it, it has so much drama. Yeah. It has more drama than the law allows in a lot of cases. <laughs> but are there, are there portions of what we've all seen so far or what you've filmed so far that it really was hard to let go once you both go home at night? When I mean, Ben some of these scenes died are just was really... particularly hard um, for me. He did really good dead um, to the point where I really probably went a little bit too far in the first take. By take, I think, how many did we do? Uh, 20 or 30. Probably. 20 or 30. By 30, I was like, whatever. <laughs> um, can we, have we got this? <laughs> um, but the first one, I was quite disturbed, and it really actually ripped my, my soul a little bit. Um, and the extras, who are the people who are in the scene with you but don't speak, all had this look of just... Uh, and I said, this is actually my husband in real life. And they're like, oh, okay, we just thought you were a nutcase. And I was like, <laughs> Another hard one for me was being beaten in the camps. Um, Sarah was uh, taken very suddenly um, with Renee, and they were, they were broken apart on a stairwell, which was a difficult scene to shoot as well. And she was pregnant, but she didn't know that. Um, and so she goes to the camp, and slowly her pregnancy starts to show. But she's been serially raped um, throughout her time in the camps, chosen. And it was a way of survival, I have to say, at the time, which, you know, whatever you have to do. Um, and then they decide that... Um, oh, she, she holds a, a prayer session in Hebrew, a Jewish prayer session, and she's caught. And so this officer knocks her to the ground and beats her in the stomach until she starts bleeding. I did find that. I still do, actually, when I think about it. And I remember at the end of the take, uh, the first uh, AD, he's like, cut. Uh, okay, that's lunch. And um, <laughs> I was on the ground covered in pretend blood and uh, holding my stomach, and I couldn't get up. And I thought, and I just wanted everyone to walk away, and everyone did. I just felt this hand on the back of my neck and I started breathing properly, and it was my director, and he had noticed, and he'd walked over. And it was, that, that is how you become family with these people, um, when they are so incredibly courageous with you. Um, and walking away is another way to deal with it, so I certainly am not shaming those people, because it's also hard to shoot that in close-up. But that was a hard moment. Well, Ben, you came into the series a little bit later, obviously not from the yeah. very beginning. How did you come about getting the role and how did you all deal with the fact that, oh, I'm getting ready to play your husband? 
I think Bevan Lee, who's the series creator, uh, I, I sort of met him incidentally when, when he and Marta were getting together to have a coffee and talk about the upcoming work. And we were just talking about the show generally, and I, I, you sort of saw the light go on in his eyes. He was like, I'm going to bring Renee back, and you're going to play him. And I was, uh, it, was, uh, it was his kind of spontaneous invention. I don't think that was in his grand plan for the, for the piece as a whole. But it just sort of came about. He's a very uh, spontaneous character, uh, a very inclusive kind of man as well, who um, who loves to create a home for all of the the players in these in these pieces and cares about the characters individually very deeply. Um, I I had a different kind of difficulty to Marta in a way, and that the Renee character comes into the series and disrupts the grand romance that's on this this high trajectory. <laughs> so uh, it's it's very strange to be in the position where the whole country sort of wants you out of the picture so another man can have a, 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 an affair with your wife. <laughs> and we meet all the fans on those fan days and they're like, yes, 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 when are, when are, when are you going? <laughs> so that we can get on with the real show, which is this love, great love affair here. It's true. I, I think what, uh, the interesting part is what it did show when you were brought back to town is that as much as you needed from the very beginning the the town life and your, your, your immediate uh, relationship with Roy. Um, I think it showed that the town really needed the two of you, though, or the town needed to wrap themselves around you. Yeah, there was a beautiful line where she said, um, she said, I, I lost him once before and I mourned for him. How do, you, how do you lose again? How do you mourn again? And I thought, yeah, it's pretty hard. She was pretty low at the end of season three. And season four is a time where you see the non-resilient Sarah, because the, I think finally she just can't, she can't do it anymore, um, which I really loved. And then of course, she, she gets the second chance. The other thing that Bevan Lee did in the show was show Sarah Adams, my character, at 93. So at the beginning of season two, she starts at the age of 93. And that was a five-hour makeup mask that was put, put on. And basically what Bevan was saying to the world was, this show will go on and on <laughs> and on. <laughs> and they can't kill her. So every time, you know, the cast gets the call, I'm like, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I live, I live, I live, I live, I live. <laughs> well, and your daughters were in... Yeah, too. yeah, we got, uh, we have two daughters, age six and nine, and they came and they're in a dream sequence when uh, things were looking up for Renee and Sarah, that they were both dreaming that they had these children and they were our kids and that was pretty cute. That was a wonderful day. They just staged a real birthday party with cake and lollies and things. The kids all ran around and had a ball and there were just people following us around with cameras, cameras the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've got this little document. Is there anything... Spoiler or not that you can tell us, because obviously uh, season four, uh, which has started in Australia, but will be coming. Um, season four is more film noir than the other seasons. It's a mystery, murder mystery, um, and Sarah is a little bit Miss Marple at the beginning. In fact, she even says that. And uh, yeah, they have to work out, because someone's tried to kill Sarah, and accidentally someone else has been killed. And it's a big deal and it goes for the whole season. So Regina and I, <clears throat> not giving anything away, we have a scene at, in Ep 1, 
and we have a scene in F12. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say, really, because uh, they're great scenes, and um, they kind of bookend the whole the whole season. Um, and I love that about Bevan too. He keeps people away from each other when the audience are going, just put them in a room together, let's see what happens, and he doesn't do it. There's a lot of new faces as well. Um, Elizabeth goes through a transformation, another beautiful transformation, gorgeously handled by Noni Hazelhurst, who plays Elizabeth Bly. And Jenny Baird has a lot of fun with Regina. And there's a birth, and there's a death, and there's a marriage. So it's perfect melodrama. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's interesting to watch, and you, you have to remember what the times were like, and you think it was the time when Caroline would give up Anna. It was the time that's that you'd right. have treatment for James. Um, and and it's, it seems like so many years ago, but mm. it's not that many years ago. But then you look at a character like Sarah, the, the strength of that character is it's just amazing. Yeah, mining into her over four seasons has been extraordinary. And I don't feel we've harped on anything in particular, which I love. She's a chameleon, but she's always true to herself. And I believe that about all of us, that we can be so many different things. And a little spoiler for season five would be that we might cut forward a little bit. And so you get all the characters thrown up in the air and landed back just before the 60s, which is an extraordinary time in Australian politics and social change and yeah so so it's um it really is worth investing in because it has everything I think um not just from our country but from the world and certainly where you are you know it's reflected in in our show similarly those sorts of changes. Marta Dusseldorp, Sarah Adams and Benjamin Winspear, Renee of A Place to Call Home speaking with Bill Young. The Australian drama A Place to Call Home can be seen on public television stations across America. Check your local listings. It can also be found on Acorn TV and on DVD. Our thanks to the Embassy of Australia for its support of Marta, Ben, and Australian television. For American Public Television, I'm Eric Luskin.